need according to your perfect and your holy will. Lord, we ask you to save on tonight, Lord. Lord, we ask you to deliver somebody on tonight, Lord. Lord, we ask you to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost on tonight. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to heal somebody on tonight. Whatever you want to do on tonight, Lord. Oh, God, we ask you to have your way. Oh, God, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome on this property each and every day, 24-7, Lord. Hallelujah. It belongs to you, Lord. This land belongs to you, Lord. You take control. You take charge, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just ask you to strengthen the people, strengthen our speaker on tonight. Oh, God, we thank you for the word that you have prepared. Oh, God, that you have prepared in her to deliver, Lord, to us on tonight. And, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for everyone. Thank you for traveling mercy, traveling grace. Oh, God, as we came up under the tent, as we as we go back, Lord God, Jesus, to the different destinations. Lord, we just ask you the ones that come by, pass by, that call, that walk by, that's only even on their porches on tonight, that's standing nearby, that you are even, Lord, bless them, Lord, and you know that I need, Lord. And now we ask you to answer according to your will. Lord, we love you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray that every heart that believes say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come by here, my love. Come by here. Come by here, my love. Come by here. Come by here, my love. Come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by here, come by here, my love, come by here, come by here, my love, come by here, come by here, my love, come by here, oh Lord, come by here, somebody needs you. Somebody needs your love, come by here. Somebody needs your love, come by here. Oh, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs your love, come by here. Somebody needs your love, come by here. Somebody needs your love. Somebody praise love, come by here. Somebody praise love, come by here. Somebody praise love, come by here. Oh Lord, come by here. Somebody praise love, come by here. Somebody praise. Somebody's best in love, come by here. Oh, Lord, come by.
here. Somebody said the love come by Somebody said the love come by him. Somebody said the love come by him. Somebody
Whatever you need, we don't let it happen. Whatever you 
love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me. In such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. Hey, and I
when I watched them and I would come out, they were chanting, Jesus' blood still works. Jesus' blood still works, people. And it still has power on tonight. Give an honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to Apostle and Co-Pastor Pearson, to my very own pastor, Apostle Billy Crawford, and to each of you that are here tonight and those who are listening by way of airway. It's an honor and it's a privilege for me to stand before you tonight and to expound on the blood of Jesus. We're living in perilous times. I can recall Timothy saying, he said that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. He said they will be upon us. And then he began to list the signs of those of that time. He said men would be lovers of themselves. They would be covetous, lovers of money, boasters, bragging, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, irreconcilable, false accusers, without self-control. Do any of these things, can you recognize or see any of these things prevalent now? He said they would be heady, traitors, high-minded. They'll be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. The Bible says you can gain this whole world. Then you look, what does the profit a man to gain the world and then lose his soul? But I hear, I'm here to tell you tonight, you can have it all with Jesus. If you just put him first, you can have it all with Jesus. But what does it profit a man to leave Jesus out and go after the world and lose his soul? He said they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. We are indeed living in perilous times. But I submit to you tonight that Jesus' blood still works. And Jesus' blood still has power. I tried Jesus, and I found him to be more than all right. Because we sing the songs, I tried Jesus. Have you tried Jesus? Jesus all right. Well, I tried him, and I found him to be more than all right. He's my way maker. He's my comforter. Jesus is my peace, my justifier, my righteousness, my keeper. He's my counselor. He's my friend. I found Jesus to be everything that I need. I want to ask you tonight, have you tried Jesus? Have you tried him in the free pardon of your sins on tonight? Have you tried him in your distresses? Have you tried him in your problems? Have you applied Jesus to the equation? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you on tonight, God. We thank you for allowing us to assemble in your name once again, God. For this is your day that you have made, God, and we thank you for it. We rejoice and we're we're glad in it. We thank you for the mercies you gave us on today, God, so that we were not consumed, God. We thank you for your grace, God. We thank you for your power, God. We thank you for your blood, God, and you. We thank you for loving us enough, God, to die for us. And we thank you for choosing us for such a time as this, God. And God, we pray that you will send your word forth, God, with power, God, and with might, God, and with authority, that it will accomplish the thing that you sent it to, God, and it will not return to you for God, because there's power in your name, God. There's power in your blood, God. God, we thank you, and we say, let your will be done in this tent tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would turn to Revelation 
chapter 1, I'll be reading verses 1 through 8 in your hearing. Because certainly at times like these, we need a Savior. There's disparity all around us. Surely Caesar sings a song that says, it's under the blood. And I can remember going up in the church and old people used to sing a song that says, covered under the blood. See, whatever is covered under the blood, it's done away with. Amen. It's done away with the blood. It cleanses, washes, and it do, does away with things. Another songwriter said, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Another songwriter said, the blood would never lose its power. It would never, and it says, it gives me strength from day to day. When you feel like you're weak and you just can't make it, or you're sitting and you're watching the news and you see all the things going on and it makes you feel so down and despair, the blood of Jesus would give you strength to go a little further. Because his blood still works, and his blood still has power. Revelations chapter 1, verses 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all of the things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7 says, Behold, he cometh in the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, those who crucified him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Amen. Even so, amen. amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. amen. In times like these, we need a Savior. Amen. We see systemic oppression, racism. We see violence, injustices. We see the lack of love. People just don't love anymore. They don't have any conscience. They don't care about that fellow man. They're just ruthless. They don't. It's, it's nothing for them to go out and pull a gun and shoot somebody and have no remorse about it. Amen. To lay down, to sit down and eat and go to sleep and it not trouble them. These are the times that we're living in. They are selfish. And this has settled over the world like a place. In times like these, we need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. 
Superman can't help us. Wonder Woman can't help us. We need a Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is the hero of the hour. We need Jesus. We're not looking to Buddha, not Muhammad. The queen can't help us. The president can't do it. We already, not your spouse, not your job, not your inheritance, unless it's amongst those that are sanctified. Jesus is a faithful witness. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. And the redemptive power of his blood still works. And it still has power. One songwriter said, he's the God that can cause a cow to eat green grass and give you white milk. He can take dirty stains meat and dip me in his red blood and bring me out white as snow. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In times like these, we need a Savior. Jesus is the faithful witness. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. So he's more powerful than Trump. He's more powerful than the Queen of England. He's more powerful than Pooh. And his redemptive blood still works. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In a demonstration of God's love, proof of his love, he took on the cross. The Bible said we should love not in word only but in deed as well. Jesus proved his love to us. He became obedient to the death of the cross. He proved himself that he loved us. You know, a lot of times we say, I love you, I love you, I love you. But whenever you need them, they're not there. But whenever they need you, you're there. Whenever you need them to do something, they don't have time. If you need something, they don't have it. But they love you. Love is what it does. Jesus proved his love to us. He died on the cross for us. They said they took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. He never said a mumbling word. He was accused of things. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. We are quick to defend. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. I'm going to tell them about themselves. But Jesus never opened his mouth in defense of himself because he was doing it in love for you and I. His blood still works. Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. For all those that have accepted his gift of love, he has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. That's what the word says. That's not what I'm telling you to make you feel good. But the word says that once we have been redeemed by his blood, he makes us kings and priests unto God. He has sanctified us, set us apart. He has cleansed us. Now we are fit for the master's use. We are peculiar people, a royal priesthood. To Jesus be the glory and dominion forever. Because his blood still works and it has power. Don't think it's strange that you can't fit in. Don't think it's strange that people say, oh, she thinks so much of herself. You've been set apart. You're a royal people. You're a peculiar people. You're a part of a priesthood. Priesthood don't just 
endure hardship. We will endure loss, heartache, heartbreak. The Bible says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. So everything that happens, there is nothing that happens to us that's not common to man. We endure suffering, disappointment, distress, persecution, peril, and famine. In short, yes, you will go through. Yes, you're going to lose some loved ones. Yes, you're going to have heartbreak and heartache. Yes, you're going to have some lows in this life. But the good thing about that, those things will not destroy you. He always causes us to triumph and have the victory. He always causes us to triumph. Not sometimes. He always causes us to have the victory. Because his blood still works and it has power. The Lord instructed Moses to tell the people of Israel to kill a lamb according to their family. And he told them, this is the time when he was going back and forth and trying to get the Israelites free from up under Pharaoh's rule. And he told them, he said, put the blood of the lamb on the top of your door and on the post. And he said, the Lord is going to pass through and I'm going to smite the Egyptians. He said, but when I see the blood, now you got to follow the instruction. See, sometimes we miss it because we want to take a little bit here and take off a little bit here and change it to fit how we feel. Well, I think it ought to be this, but when Jesus created the word, he didn't consult you and I. When he had to find somebody to swear by, he had to swear by himself because he couldn't find anybody greater. So they had to do exactly what he said and how he said to do it. So if you follow what he said, exactly how he said it, you're going to get the results that he said. Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of a man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not do it? If he said it, will he not bring it to pass? Have you tried Jesus? Have you found him to be a liar? Have you tried Jesus? Have you found him to break a promise? Because the Bible said 
said, the life of flesh is in the blood. Therefore, it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. So I can't bring in fruits and vegetables, won't clean me. They may clean my inside, but they won't cleanse me from sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let's take a look at the old and the new covenant. Covenant. In the days of the old, the priest went into the tabernacle, and the keeper was the first covenant. They, the first covenant ordinance was a divine service in a worldly sanctuary built by man's hands. And in the outer courts, which was the holy place, it was the sanctuary. There were candlesticks and showbread. And behind the second veil of the tabernacle was the holiest of holies. There was a golden censer, which was an altar of incense. The Ark of Covenant was there, and inside was the golden pot that contained the manna. Aaron's rod was there, and the tablets of the covenant were there. And there were cherubims over the mercy seat. And at the appointed time, the priest went in the first tabernacle to accomplish the service of God and to perform their duties. But then when it was time to go into the behind the second veil, only the high priest could go, and he went alone. Once a year with the blood that he offered for himself and for the sins that were committed in the errors of the people, the things that they did ignorantly. The Bible says the errors. So these weren't the willful sins that the people were doing that they were offering atonement for. They were offering atonement for those things done ignorantly. So in those sacrifices, there was a remembrance made of sin every year. But thanks be unto God, what the blood of animals could not do, the blood of Jesus did. Jesus the Christ comes as the high priest of good things to come. He had brought a greater and a more perfect tabernacle, a building that's not made by man's hands. He was persecuted. He was hung. He bled and died on the cross. But on the third day, he got up with all power, all power in his hands. When they pierced his side, the blood and the water came streaming down. And the new covenant is this. Jesus is the light. You know, they had the candles in the temple, but now Jesus is the light. They had incense, but now he's the sweet-smelling Savior. They had the showbread, and then manna was in the intercourse, but now he's the bread of life. Jesus said, I will put my laws into their hearts and their minds, because then it was a continual remembrance of sin every year. He said, I will put my laws in their heart, in their, in their minds. Will I write them? I will remember their sins no more and their iniquities no more. This is the new covenant. We don't go into a temple with incense. He said, I am the light. I am the bread of life. I am a sweet-smelling Savior. He said, I'll put my law in your heart and in your mind. And I'll write them there. He said, I will not remember your sins and your iniquities anymore. So we have a right now and a boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus has entered into the holiest of holy, which is heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Just look at what God has done. It took years and years and years for the second covenant to be manifested. But it did away with the first covenant, what it could not do. Could you imagine having to have someone go in for you 
What if they don't feel like it? What if you did something that uh, you did something to? This how people are now. They may not have been like that then, but you did something to their kid, or you pinched their child, or you accidentally stepped on their toe, or you accidentally got something that they were going for, but you ended up with it. And so then it comes around in an opportunity for them to do something for you. So when it's time for them to go in, I'm not going to go in for her because I remember when she stepped on my toe. I remember when I saw it and she didn't say hello. I remember when she knocked me over. I remember when. But he's not a respecter of person. He is not a respecter of person. What he say to one, he say to all. What he did for one, he did for all. When he died on that cross for our sins, he didn't die just for my sins. He died for those who were crucifying him. They said, who was praising him, Hosanna, Hosanna on that. When he first came in and then by that witness, they were saying, crucify him, crucify him. He died for them as well. He died for us all. He died for us, even though sometimes we'll sin and crucify him afresh. He knew we would and he still died for us. He knew we would not be perfect and he still died for us. God gave his only begotten son to be the propitiation for our sin, to redeem us out of the hands of the enemy. How many of us want to please God tonight? We hear a lot of people say, oh, I swear, it's just my heart's desire to please God. I just want to please God. Well, let me tell you what God desires. God desires for all mankind to be saved. I'm not talking about me saying with my mouth, that I'm saved and every action contradicts what come out of my mouth. I'm not talking about saying with my mouth that I'm saved and I'm committing adultery. I'm not talking about saying I'm saved and then I'm fornicating. I'm not talking about saying I'm saved and then I'm backbiting and lying. I'm not talking about saying I'm saved but as soon as I'm not amongst the saints, I'm sinning. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues and cussing somebody out in the next. I'm not talking about living a double life because you can't live a double life. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'd rather you know what you want to be. I'd rather you know that you don't want to be saved. And I'd rather you know that you do want to be saved. But I don't want you in the middle saying, I am saved. And I'm on the fence this way and this way tomorrow and this way. I want you hot or cold. Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
We are at enmity with God. We are in conflict with God. We are out of alignment. If your car is out of line, it does not drive you. Take it and pull to one side. When you're out of line with God, you're going to pull to one side. And it's not going to be holding. His blood has cleansed the power. And it is able to bring us in agreement with the Father. It is able to bring us in agreement with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We are living in perilous times, people. The last days are upon us. Time is running out. And in times like these, we need a Savior. And I don't say that to scare anyone because the Bible said the goodness of God leading men to repentance. And it's a good thing that you still have breath in your body. It's a good thing that the blood is still running warm in your veins. It's a good thing that if you have not accepted him in the free pardon of your sins, that you still have an opportunity to do so. It's a good thing that he does not look on us like we look on ourselves. It's a good thing that we have an advocate with the Father who is there interceding for us all the day long. It's a good thing that Jesus died for our sins and his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's a good thing that today is to be the day of your salvation. He said the day that you hear my voice, pardon at your heart. It's a good thing. But it'll be a sad thing if you don't accept Jesus and you get caught without him. The Bible states that all that live holy, that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer persecution. I'm not going to tell you to get saved and you're going to have a perfect life. I'm not going to tell you that when you get saved, you're not going to go through and you won't have some hard days. I'm not going to tell you when you get saved, you're going to have some days where you just feel like you're not going to be able to see your way through. But what I am going to tell you is that with Jesus, he makes everything all right. Weeping may endure for a night, but my Bible says joy comes in the morning. Paul said he never seen the seed begging bread. So you are the righteous begging bread, the seed of the righteous begging bread. You won't have to beg. He said you won't have to take any thought for what you're going to put on, for what you're going to eat. For what you're going to wear. All you got to do is seek ye the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness. And Bible says everything else. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to add it to you. I'm going to supply you. I'm going to do it for you. You don't have to worry about those things. So those that. Will live God. Shall suffer persecution. And it comes to everybody. The evil men and seducers, they're going to wax worse and worse. They're going to keep deceiving and keep being deceived. It's not going to get better. But you are going to be all right if you, gotta, if you have a hiding place in Jesus. You will be all right. You'll have peace that passes man's understanding. People won't understand why you have peace. They won't understand that why when the things are going on during COVID-19, you haven't missed a meal, although you may not have been able to go to work. They won't understand how that you could be around people who are sick and the sickness didn't touch you. They won't understand God's keeping power, but they're going to want to know what it is. 
and we need to be ready to give them an answer because people are going to be looking for something better than what they have now because I'm here to tell you what they have now is not working. In times like these, we need a savior to keep us, to sustain us, to protect us. We need him to help us, to lead and guide us. And Jesus is his name. His blood still works. His blood still has power. And what the blood of calves and goats did not do, the blood of Jesus paid it all on Calvary for you and I. The blood has the power to cleanse, the power to redeem, the power to make you live right. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And he's coming back for his bride, the church, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. He's not asking us for anything that he has not already done. Because he's presenting himself to be crucified without spot or blame. He was offered up with spotless. So he's not asking us anything that he has not already done. And then this is the best part about it to me. He's not asking me to do anything that he has not given me the power to do. He's equipped me to be spotless. He's given me the power to be blameless. He's equipped me to be without wrinkles. He has given me the power through his blood to do that. Like sometimes people will ask you to do something, but they don't give you the provision to do it. Sometimes people will expect things, but they're not putting anything out. But he has provided a way for us to be saved. If you're not sure on tonight, whether you're listening or you're in the audience, the blood of Jesus is able to make you whole on tonight. The blood of Jesus is able to make you whole on tonight. Ephesians, I mean, I'm sorry. Revelations 1 and 7 says, Behold, he cometh with the clouds. Every eye shall see him. Another verse of scripture says, Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. You might be hung up right now and say, well, ain't no God. Jesus ain't real. You don't take all that. He's just a prophet. But the word of God says every knee going to bow. Every tongue going to confess that Jesus is the Lord. Right here in Revelation said, every eye shall see him. It said they that pierced him, even those that pierced him, they're going to see him. It said all the kindreds of the earth are going to wail out. They're going to cry out because of him. Will you see him in peace on tonight? Will you see him in peace? He said, I am Alpha. I'm the beginning. He's the beginning of it all. He's the author and the finisher of all of he said his thoughts towards you are good. They're of peace. They're not of evil. He wants to bring you into and expect it in. He says, I'm the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If you don't know him in the free pardon of your sins, 
I beg of you on tonight, wherever you are, to close your eyes and acknowledge within yourself that you are a sinner and that you are lost and that you need a Savior You and that you ask him to forgive you of your sins and to come in your heart and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to save you and to fill you up with his Holy Ghost. We need it. People can say, you don't need it. And I'll tell them, you just try to go through life without it and see where you end up in eternity. Because I'd rather die believing and find out that I was wrong than to die not believing and find out I was wrong. The Bible says the fearful thing to fall in the hands of an angel God. He is not going to always be patient with us. He's long-suffering. And he is suffering long. He is suffering long because it's not his will. It is not his will that any man should perish. And even if you don't take me at my word's sake on tonight, you ask God to show you. Ask him to reveal to you. Because if you don't believe me, he's a real God. And if you ask him, he'll show you. If you need some proof, he'll show you. Because it's not his will that you should perish. He wants everybody to be saved, but everybody is not going to be saved. Because the Bible lets us know hell has enlarged itself. And hell is not the final destination. Hell is just out of darkness and national teeth and torment. But it said hell is going to be chained and locked and cast into the lake of fire. Where it's going to burn and burn and burn and burn. It's hard for me to imagine living forever. It is hard with my finite mind to imagine living forever. That stretches me out to even try to try to imagine life never ending. It, it does. But my God. I don't even think about burning forever. But people, please, please know that God is holding us accountable for the way that we live, for the way that we represent him in the earth. And no man will be able to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I did not know. No man will be able to say, well, Lord, I would have if I had known. I would have if Sister Sally had did no man. He going to say, you wearing well, but who hindered you? But you didn't obey. Excuses might work with mama and daddy. Excuses might work with sister and brothers. Excuses might work on the job, but they're not going to work with God. He's, he's given us everything that we need. He's given us everything that we need. And it is my heart's desire that you take full opportunity of everything that he's provided. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word on tonight, God. God, we thank you that you are the good God. We thank you that you are a great God. We thank you that you are the good Father, God. And that you love us so much, God, that you are striving with us, God, daily, and you're waiting, God, and suffering, God, for us to become in right standing with you, God. 
God, we pray now if there be any sin in us, God, that you will forgive us for all sins, God, of commission and omission, God. Amen. That the blood of Jesus will wash us through and through and purge us, God, with your hiss of God, so that we might be clean, God. Amen. God, those that are not saved on tonight, God, I pray, God, that you will prick their hearts, God. Amen. I thank you for the seed of the word, God, falling tonight, God. Amen. And I pray, God, that it fell on good ground, God, and that somebody else will come along and continue to water, God, and that you will give the increase, God, and that your word is going to accomplish what you sent it out to. It's not going to return to you, Lord, God. We thank you that we are victorious in you, God. We thank you that we walk in the power and the might of you, God. God, we thank you that you are great, and you are greatly to be praised. And we just love and honor you on tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Yeah. 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 Amen. Come on, let's thank God for the word of God on tonight. Come on, let's stand to your feet and thank God for the word of God on tonight. Amen. Coming from Providence, Deborah Gover. Amen. Amen. A word from the Lord. Amen. If you receive that, amen, you will go somewhere in God. Amen. Amen. If you receive the word on tonight, amen, whatever, amen, that is in your life that needs to be corrected, amen, it was enough word here on tonight, she taught the word plainly, amen, that a fool cannot enter with that in, amen, amen, the word was plain, amen, amen, and we thank God for the word because we know the word of God is the only thing, amen, that's going to save you, the word of God is the only thing that's going to deliver you, the word of God is the only thing that's going to heal you, the word of God is the only thing that's going to work for you, amen, amen, yeah, I know this, that, and other, but the word of God is what we need in this hour, amen, God came to give us a word, amen, God came to give us his word, amen, amen, and that's what we need, amen, amen, it's, it, it, it's dressing up time, amen, it's dressing up time, amen, amen, we got to be prepared, amen, not getting ready, but be prepared, amen, Amen. So we thank God, amen, for Prophetess Deborah Goldblum tonight. Thank God for the word of God. She's already prayed. She's already ministered the word of God. Amen. God has done everything that he wants to do in this service on tonight. Now you got to take it on by faith. Now what you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? It's that hour, people. It's that hour. What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? That's all. Let us stand and be dismissed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.